three, two, one, and it's live. We're live. I'm on. We're live. Cool. We're live. We're live. Mate, so, before- intro. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking that uh, I'll just introduce us. Then you yeah. say what we did last week, and then I'll say what we're doing this week. I'll say what we did last week. Why do we have to recover what we did last week? Just so like people know what's happening. Just be like, last episode we revisited Travis Cooker, and then people will be like, "What Travis Cooker?" I'm going to go back and listen to the other episode as well. Uh, you know? Should they not have already listened to it, little fuckers? Like if you're joining you now, actually, you can't, you can't, you can't guarantee these people. They're such a nightmare, such like queens. So. Actually, to be fair, if they're starting on episode four, that is a good thing because I've said to a few people like episode one, man, is like painful. If you don't know us and uh, like we were obviously just kind of ad-libbing some loose waffle and it's not structured and I listen back and I'm like, it's nice because we're improving already, I think. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, num- if you listen to number one, make sure you push through to number two, please. It's worth it. So while you do the intro, I'm just going to have a look. We've got a message on our Instagram from Mango Skin. So I'm just going to check that out quickly while you're... Uh, doing your awful doing mine well what are we gonna what are we gonna do this week the question that she said sorry i'm not, i know that i'm not already i'm losing structure um she's asked what the rice is for on your story so what is the rice for <laughs> for emergencies obviously <laughs> what else for would emergencies. i use it for i'll accept it- and i reply Set to no, I'll, do I'll, do, I'll do it later i'll do it later sorry we're doing structure the travis pepper show Hit we me. are but what are we doing this week? Are we doing, um, we're doing free solo. We're doing how to win friends and influence people. And are we doing, uh, the album as well? My chemical romance album. I've got all the notes ready. I yeah. don't like, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I've got how to win friends. I've done it. I've got my chemical romance. I've done it, but let's not stress it, man, because I like how we just let it go. And if we only get two things done, we get two things done. So people, the plan is we're going to do rock climbing, man, which is free solo. We're going to do how to win friends and influence people. And if we get time, we'll do the black parade as well. But look, so we're doing we're, rock climbing, we're man. We're doing friend making man. And then we're doing uh, influential music man. Yeah, um, these are the I three man. Music man, <laughs> and I come from far away, and I can play. What do you play? <laughs> Let's play the jingle. <laughs> <laughs> if you sometimes feel like a moron, don't worry, we've got one too. Because we're not that clever, but we make it all up with our can-do attitude. So if you like a bit of banter with me and this old wanker, we've got just the thing for you. We've got lots of content and it won't make sense. It's the Travis Pepper Show. It's like we planned it. It works so well. (laughs) 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 We're talking about the jingle. By the way, you kind of did a right sneaky little bugger on me because last week I commented saying the jingle was good. But to my knowledge, when I commented saying the jingle was good last week, it was only... I, I only knew the Travis Pepper show. <laughs> so you didn't and, hear the bit about uh, me calling you a wanker and a moron. And then you just went, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, th- the thing is you dropped it on me f- 
48, 24 hours before launch, right? So I'm like, we're going to launch this in a day. And he's now sent me the full version where he calls me an old wanker. But like, I couldn't get angry at it. I was like, it's so good. Um, <laughs> well, so- you're almost at 30 now. So technically, are you, uh, are you feeling old? Are you, are you getting no, there? Not at all. Not at all. I don't feel like, I don't think I'll ever feel old. I'm going to be one of those people that deny it. Landing Mutton's clothing. Is that the right thing? Has ever said that right? Um, I'm going to like try and stay young. I like without getting too philosophical too early on. I feel like getting old is a mindset, and aging is biological. So you age naturally, but in your in my in my head, it's like it's up to me whether I get old or not. Ah, so you age like wine, but getting old is a mental thing. Yeah, that's the what I tell myself. So I'm going to get old. I'm going to get grey hairs. I'm going to get wrinkly, saggly bollocks. Saggly? <laughs> saggly. <laughs> zigzaggly. <laughs> big old draggly. Saggly. I'm going to get the old swaggles out. Saggly, um, isn't that like an Indian side dish? <laughs> swaggly. Saggaloo. All right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Would you would you like a a a side of saggly balls with your tikka masala? (laughs) Next next time, I (laughs) guys. Oh dear me! But seriously, congratulations on getting it live. You know that's top effort from you. I did like I chipped in a little bit. Um, Has your life changed much? Do you do you now kind of get people looking at you in the street thinking, "Oh my God, that's Travis Pepper." No, but do you do you want to know what the biggest <laughs> review is, right? Basically, sure. what people have said. So people who I've met uh, recently and people who I've uh, known for a while have all kind of said, ah, oh, I didn't really expect that much from you, but it's actually quite good. And I was wow. like, how low is this standard? How low is the bar? Um, but no, people people have been like, I, I, I imagine that when I send it to people, be like, oh, uh, you know, they go, what have you been doing in your spare time? And I went, oh, actually, I've made a podcast if you'd like to listen. And I imagine that they've gone, oh, God, what is he doing? Made a podcast. What a prat. And so it seems <laughs> like they've come back and gone, uh, that's actually pretty good. Apparently, we have a nice concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, somebody else said that to me. Said it, they said we're cute together. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Was it your mum? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, Grace Dog said that. Uh, <laughs> she was like, "You're cute." <clears throat> I mean, think, mate, sorry to be, be really unprofessional. Can I just blow my nose? It's not something that. I... Y- yeah, sure. You can mute yourself if you like. If you don't want to impose that on me, you know. I stepped. It, a, I stepped away from the mic to do it, but then I was like, "Oh, my nose feels really runny," and if. I'm going to be on edge the whole podcast about sniffing. So I thought quickly blow it and get it out of the way. Um, yeah, mate. So it's good. Um, I, uh, I think that, you know, like you say, we're having fun with it. And that's the thing for me that I just want to keep. I don't want this to become something that we overthink. I don't want it to become something that we like try hard on. Just keep having fun. I enjoy it and like let the rest be. Um, oh, so we're going to but, stop if we're not having fun? Well, I was going to say to you, I think we should um, commit to a hundred episodes. And if we do it on a podcast and we both agree, we're going to at least do a hundred and then we're going to like, see what the world is saying about it. Um, if we do it here, we'll stick to it. So, okay. So I'll quit now then. Right. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) I'm off. Well, it was, it was three good episodes, you know, I'll take that. There's a positive in everything. So, Oh, he's gone. He's actually left. <laughs> no, I'm back now. <laughs> oh, 
Oh dear. Taste of your own medicine, that's what that is. Yeah, oh. for sure. So how's your week been then? Mate. Mate, mate, mate. Is this a good okay. mate or a bad mate? Oh, right. Yesterday, I was in a Zoom quiz classic. <laughs> every, every single episode, I think I'm talking about fucking Zoom quizzes. But mm-hmm. um, this was a Zoom quiz with a difference. So my mate... I call him Jurgen Klopp because he looks like Jurgen Klopp. We actually call him something. <laughs> he does look like Jurgen Klopp. I'll ask him if we can post a picture of him on the Instagram. Um, but he looks like Jurgen Klopp. He's got another we'll have, name. A very, we'll have a very professional Instagram, just like, here's um, some teasers from the show. And, oh, yeah, here's a picture of Luke's mate. Cool. He looks like Jurgen Klopp. Um, he's got another name, but actually, I'm, I'm pretty open with saying a lot of things on this podcast. I don't feel like that name is appropriate. So I'm actually like, for once, going to censor something. Um, but we'll refer to him as Jurgen Klopp for <laughs> all intensive purposes. Um, he asked us to send across a story that the other lads in the group wouldn't know, preferably, preferably something that was embarrassing about us. Oh, so you, you were fine then? Well, yes and no, because I'm pretty open and probably throughout these 100 episodes, if we do, oh, you should commit to them. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll, I'll tell you all my embarrassing stories and I do with my friends and I said to him, I've got loads of things I can say, but I'm trying to rack my brains and think, is there anything the lads don't know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I get that. That was the hard thing. So I sent him a story and we log on to this Zoom quiz and um, he was like, lads, tonight it's a little bit of a different twist. Have you ever seen the TV show, Would I Lie to You? Um, are you have you seen that? Right. Okay. Yeah. I've done something like this then. This is, yeah. Yeah. I like where this is going. So for all the people that don't know Would I Lie to You, I guess it's you're weird if you don't. It's pretty mainstream, I think, that, that show. But basically, you've got a panel of guests and they all read out a statement and the other contestants have to figure out whether that person is telling the truth or whether that person is telling a made-up lie. So what was quite clever was Jurgen Klopp would like blank one person out of the Zoom call and he would text them on WhatsApp a, a, some, a statement they'd have to come back and read. And it was either the truth or a lie. And the rest of us had to then figure out whether nice. that person was telling the truth or telling a lie. So I'm going to read you the statement that I received on WhatsApp. And mm-hmm. then we can kind of have a little game and see if you think All it's right. a real story or not. So he blanked me out okay. and I received the following message. It says, read the following. When I was at primary school... I let a girl draw spirals on my ass. Oh, hang on. Let me start again. <laughs> <laughs> what did you screw up in that sentence? <laughs> no, because well, Which the, word was it? <laughs> the word cheeks is on a different line, so it wasn't going to flow. Uh, so, <laughs> right, let me start again. Read the following. When I was at primary school, I let a girl draw spirals on my ass cheeks and she used a felt tip pen to colour my pecker in blue. <laughs> so once more right okay when i was at primary school i let a girl draw spirals on my ass cheeks and she used a felt tip pen to color my pecker in blue so obviously i had to i had to come back and defend it but in short travis it is a true story right let a girl at school color my pecker in blue jesus christ (laughs) (laughs) where'd you go with that 
Sounds I don't know. Fun. I don't know. It was super right, fun. podcast done. I don't think I don't think we're gonna be able to talk about anything quite so uh interesting after that. So uh cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks and, for listening. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Um Well what yourself- color were the spirals? Okay. Uh, do you know what, mate? Do you know I, I, that, So the true story of this is actually, it's a story that my dad used to use on me uh, to embarrass me when I was a kid. You know, when you're like 12 to 14, 15, and like your parents are embarrassing and they do stuff, and you're really self-conscious about your appearance and how you come across. Yeah. I was in that prime time, and my dad used to always bring out the Chloe story. And I was like, oh, not the Chloe story again. And it's basically that he said, I was in reception, kind of five years old, and the story goes that somehow, whether I've asked Chloe, whether Chloe's asked me, we've ended up in the, 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 the toilets at school and she's drawn these circles in felt tip pen on my ass. I imagine it to be... <laughs> I, I imagine it to be like the... Has he got circles on his face? Jigsaw, the little puppet guy? <laughs> the, the jigsaw cheeks are really prominent as well. They're really like small and pointy. And, yeah, that like like a what a seven year old's ass no reception what are you five five yeah five year old's ass cheeks do, so do, da- do you still keep in contact with chloe have you got her on facebook well this is the thing i really wish i did but like she left the school so <laughs> <laughs> it's because you scored her because you got well, your d- ass out and went you know want to play a game <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> the thing is, right? I was thinking about it this way round. What if she was like a serial pil- as penis, felt tip coloring, penis, yeah, felt tip coloring in girl? Because she maybe she did it to a few boys, and there was complaints. And the family said, "We got to move her out of this school. She keeps coloring everyone's dick in blue." <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Chloe, Chloe, if you're if you're listening to this podcast, we'd oh, like you to I'd write to, to us at um, TravisPepperPodcast at gmail.com. Get your get get your story in. We want to hear your side of things, and we really want to bring light to this story. So, Chloe, if you're listening, yeah. uh, we'd really <laughs> Chloe, if you did draw, if you remember a boy called Luke Pickin that you painted his willy in blue, and yeah, please do get in touch. I'd love to know. I'd love to remember her last name. I'd love to know what she looks like. But Chloe from reception has been. Maybe she's the one. A mystery. Maybe she's the one that got away. Yeah. The one that nobody's, got away. Ever, nobody, nobody's ever coloured my penis in blue since, and I have tried. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, yourself, how was your week? I've forgotten. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so what what, better you, what have I done? Um, oh, no, I need to recover. How's my week been? Uh, yeah, my week's been all right. Um, so I was tasked to look up the Iron Cowboy. Uh, mate, dude, before we jump into this, sorry, sorry to interrupt. I'm not done. Right. We can't, You're not get, done. We can't get, can't get serious yet. No, I've got one more thing for you. Um, okay. I've actually got two more, but we're only going to do one. I've been thinking, obviously I said, you know, which this is about having fun and, uh, this podcast and yeah, I want to keep it that way. And I was thinking, obviously, we've got the social media going out, which I think is great. Um, right. By the way, if, if you're not following us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at mm-hmm. you know, either Travis, the Travis, Travis Pepper Show or Mentoring a Moron. Um, and we're now on Spotify and Apple as well, which is cool. Do you know what? It was always a dream of mine to get onto Spotify. 
So I kind of felt like a little like win when I saw us up there. I mean, admittedly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice feeling. (laughs) I wanted to be the lead singer of a band and I'm a twat in a dance hat. But look, sometimes you've got to stand your lane. You've got to. Yeah. Well, maybe by the end of this, um, maybe by the end of our hundred episodes, um, we've discussed enough about music that you feel confident enough to, uh, record a little single and we'll put it out there on, uh, we'll put it out there on Spotify at the end. I'm always ready for a little single. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to start working on it. If anyone wants to get involved at home, got any, uh, hook ideas or something like that for the song, then let us know and we'll start putting together yeah, a hundred percent. So if you commit to a hundred episodes, I'll commit to doing a single with you. So that's a deal. Um, we'll talk about it later, but I've actually had two book recommendations from listeners, which is awesome. Oh, cool. um, one of which, one of which isn't my mum. So yeah, that's a win. Wow. Um, but, but yeah, sorry. Social media. Yeah. So social medias, I was like, we've got that. I was like, how can we do something fun for marketing the podcast? And mm-hmm. I thought back to episode one where you were talking about how your Tinder conversation went around the world. Oh, now, I w- <laughs> now, I was thinking if we could replicate that result and get a Twitter conversation to go around the world, what better way to market the podcast? So my idea that I want to suggest to you is that we, we create something called Tinder Marketing. And what Tinder marketing is, is you, because I don't have Tinder, so this is falling on your shoulders. Um, oh, right. You, nice way to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But hang on. You're, when, when you understand the full, the full um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. The full something of my genius. I can't think of the words. Extent not that of your genius. Yeah, let's go with extent. <laughs> okay. When, um, the idea is that you connect with girls on Tinder, and when you connect with them, you've got to have a conversation with them and basically say, hey, look, I've got a podcast and would you follow us on Instagram and Twitter? And every girl that you get to successfully follow you, we come back the next week and we're like, (laughs) how's Tinder marketing going? But here's the kicker, right? The kicker. You do do the whole thing as Travis Pepper. So what we can do is we can set up a Tinder profile between us with all photos of Travis Pepper in his leopard print, in his leopard print clad. And we can think of a bio. I don't know. Travis is the name. Podcasting is the game. Something along (laughs) those. (laughs) Something something like a bit better than that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And we can compose the opening message, which says, I don't know what it says, but Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Travis Pepper. Um, podcast influence i don't know something funny we'll have to think of something that you send to them and then obviously like let's not catfish anybody or upset anybody if it gets a little bit intense we can obviously tell them that you're really james but i thought let's just see if we can see if we can market the podcast via travis pepper on tinder tinder marketing all right okay cool (laughs) 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 okay cool so um to be honest, yeah, I could just ch- could just change my tender, <laughs> log back <Yeah>. in. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think you should, and I just think it'd be interesting to see because I bet uh, I bet people on Tinder get a load of shit when they um, first connect with people. So, hey, we're yeah. going to add to that. We're going to add to that shit, obviously. But um, it would be funny to just do something and see if people see if people bite on it or see if people like it. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I trust that I trust that you'll do it in a uh, 
a professional uh, and respectable uh, manner. Yeah, definitely. Lovable way. Yeah. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> so yeah, totally. Okay, cool. Right. So after this, we'll put together, we'll put together the profile. And what I'm curious about is, um, I think, uh, Tinder is doing, because of lockdown, Tinder's doing this thing where you can, um, choose where you are in the world. You can assign a location so we could okay. do worldwide marketing through this, you know. Oh, we could wicked. just, I could just, uh, I could just do some marketing uh, in different countries each week, so we could see what it's like and what the response is. Travis so. goes global. I love it, oh, mate. I just, uh, you know, who else? Travis travels. <laughs> Travis travels on Tinder. How many T's can you get into the uh, strapline? I, I don't think anybody anywhere in the world is going to be marketing their podcast via Tinder. So we got a niche there, mate. Mm-hmm. We're going to stick to that. Nice. And every week you can come back and at the start we can say, look, how's marketing progress via Tinder? How's Travis, how's Travis Pepper's Tinder getting on? And see, see how you get, see where you go. I'll put, I'll put this on my CV as well. Um, when it's like, what, what skills do you have? And it's like, oh, well, I've uh, professional Tinder marketing uh, as uh, one of them. <laughs> Pretty Wait, strong. Mate, mate. Maybe it'll be your book in a few years time, how to market via Tinder. Don't knock yeah. it. Well, you if might, it works. You might have just stumbled across the next biggest thing stumbled across <laughs> been, been pressured into yeah cool <laughs> well mate when your face is on the front cover of how to market via tinder and you're in wh smith's as number one bestseller you'll be chuffed to bits mate i'll have you write the forward for it so you can write the um the the introduction for me and you'll be like when i first met travis i knew that he would be head of marketing on tinder for my yeah, company <laughs> absolutely do you think tinder can get annoyed can they be annoyed by us marketing via tinder can tinder get annoyed i don't know tinder tinder has a very big um uh threshold for for annoyance i don't know they have a lot of uh weird stuff on that in fact i was told um by someone i was sent their f- uh weirdest opener on tinder um, right, okay uh this lady i know um lady which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know some ladies. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's true. But um, tell me if you tell me if this would work for you, as in, would you talk to this person? And if you use this line, do you think it would work? But this was the opening line from uh, this person, and it said, "You're like a really good quality wine because I want to lock you in my basement." Oh, <laughs> Joseph Fritz with your heart out, Jesus. <laughs> Right. Oh, cross. And and that's the opening line. That's the opening line. Yeah. And so oh. my response was was I like his humour. <laughs> but yeah. um Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't know what type of person it will work on. Um, Mate, like that 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 is a Marmite line, right? Either somebody's gonna say, You're creepy, get out of my face, or somebody's gonna say like actually that's that's really funny people are you're gonna love that or hate that i think do you know what i mean (laughs) yeah it's it's gonna get your attention it's gonna get your attention um and i guess my initial thoughts are why would you lock the wine in the basement it's not going anywhere you don't need to lock it in yeah good point right but yeah that's the main fault that we can pick up with this tinder that you wouldn't actually lock it no yeah okay no not working for us 
Travis, Travis and the Moron would not respond to uh, this message officially. Travis and the Moron would not. Travis and the Moron. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a superhero pair that would be. I just had an image of you riding a bike with me in a little sidecar then. With like <laughs> <laughs> little goggles on. Travis and the Moron. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I'm going to say something. Rule one of Tinder marketing, by the way, I just want to clarify this because you do have the uh, reputation of the podcast in your hands. Rule number one, and we'll work on rules for Tinder marketing as we go, um, is no dick pics. Okay? (laughs) I don't don't want you sending your loins and your swaggly swaggly bollocks. (laughs) What if I've coloured it in blue? (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should get a picture of mine painted in blue send it across and say chloe did this for me what do you think uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say no i'm, I'm just gonna say no <laughs> you i'm gonna say i'm gonna say this is the time where we need to probably get on with the show and actually talk about why we're here Great. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I know we're trying to be structured, but we have just tangented. We have just. But that's what I like, mate, because it's catching up with a friend. You're like one of my best mates, and um, I just Oops. like chatting shit with you. You know. <laughs> what? Well, you didn't agree to do a hundred episodes with me, bro. I'm not going to say you're best mate here on the podcast. Like, oh, you walked right. out on me earlier today. It still hurts. It stings. So that's you know, okay. You're going to record a song for me later. That's fine. Step by step, one at a time. <laughs> cool so what are we going over first what 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 do we want to do do we want to you've got potentially two things i've got one should we start with one of yours then yeah okay what one do you want let's start with uh well it's been on our radar for a while so let's go with how to win friends and influence people because i feel like we've touched oh. upon it a little bit since episode one so um yes let's do that by the way absolutely stellar recommendation mate this book i actually looked on amazon it's got 15914 reviews on amazon mm-hmm. with an average of 4.5 star and and do you know what when i read that i was like 4.5 star that shows you that, that you know it should be a five star this book so it shows you that there are still some pricks out there that are not willing to give that a five star which baffles me Um, (laughs) you know what i mean that was the first thing i thought for little buggers who's putting that book down um so ultimately very good book i really like it um the title because we were talking about when we when i think you recommended this episode what was it episode one yeah yeah it's been a while we're now on four yeah great christ um when you recommended it and you said something about, you know, it's not about manipulating and it's not about, and I said the whole fake it to you, make it thing. This book should be called How to Be Nice to People because ultimately everything in here is about being nice to people. Mm. But obviously how to be nice to people wouldn't sell. So how to win friends and influence people is a much, much better name. But the premise of the book, when I read through it, was just like, it's all about how to be nice and how to appeal to people, you think? Yeah, because being nice is the process, but obviously the title is like the end goal. It's like, what do you want to do? Well, you want to have friends and you want to you influence people as well. You know, you don't want to go through life being not necessarily ignored, but you've got probably some great ideas that you, got, you want to do in your life and you don't want people to just bat those aside. So, and the way to do that is to just be a nice person. Like, don't be a dick 101, you know, mm. which mm. is, which is cool which is why i really like the book as well so yeah well if we talk like we can dive into like a few things 
it starts with fundamental techniques in how to handle people. Mm. Opening gambit is if you want to gather honey, don't kick over the beehive. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, which is so true. Yeah. And I find a lot of people, so with that one, a lot of people will struggle because I know as a human being, I'm in, ty- I like, I'm in scenarios where, I don't know, someone wants one thing, I want another thing. And if I criticize or something, I know that's not going to help the situation, but you know, I really want to, like, <laughs> mm. it's, it's a natural reaction, but um, it doesn't always help you achieve what you want as well. Yeah, so. no, that's, that's, that's so true. And it talks about criticism a lot. You know, it says it's futile. It puts somebody on the defensive and it usually makes them just try to justify themselves. Um, which is so true that criticism, <clears throat> criticism does not create lasting changes. You know, yeah. like if you, if you reward somebody for the good, it, it has a much bigger impact than if you criticize somebody for doing something, um, that you don't agree with. And, uh, there was a, there was a quote in it that made me smile in, in that kind of chapter around the, the don't criticize, condemn or complain, which says a great man shows his greatness by the way he treats little men. <laughs> <laughs> and that felt good to you because you're a little man or, 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 well, or is <laughs> just as a disclaimer to all the listeners, I'm six foot two built like a brick shit house. Um, so, <laughs> If you ever come across me, you just think twice about it. I mean, mate, so what I might, I, I like, I, this is what I like to say. I'm five foot six, five foot seven. If I've had a couple of beers and five foot eight by the end of the night, if I've had a few shots, right. So, you know, <laughs> confidence, <laughs> can, with height. <laughs> confidence with height and alcohol. Um, but yeah, for all the little men, can I speak for the little man community? Like, yeah, I think, you know, we like to be treated nice as well. So remember that you meet a little guy. Remember he didn't want to be short. <laughs> Just remember that, okay? No, that's um, fair. But the thing about this, um, uh, you know, it's how you treat other people. Uh, it yeah. reminds me of kind of that, um, there's a saying, I don't know if it actually comes from this book or from it's just general talk, but, you know, and, you know, you, you always know what someone's really like by how they treat like waiting staff in, in a restaurant. Like, why, why does everybody choose waiting staff in that example? Why is the same? Because they, because you, because you go in there, you're paying the money so you can get to get something that you want. And, and like, I guess it's because it's a a common date thing that you go to uh, a restaurant for a dinner or something like that. But then if yeah. someone's being nice to you and then the waiter turns up and then you're not nice to them, then it's like, oh, are you really a nice person? So I get I get that with the, mm. like, it's how you treat other people as well. Which, yeah. which chapters? Because uh, it was like, it's like another book that we spoke about before, but each of the chapters is kind of like a lesson, um, something to remember. So what yeah. were the significant ones for you um, when you read through the book? Oh, mate, do you know what? I was kind of like, I've got the notes up in front of me and I can go through it principle by principle because I've done my little one pager, right? So I've got yeah. all the principles here with all the points. Um, I'm guessing you don't want to go through them all. Um, for me, like, do you know what resonated with me? Because like there's... Give honest and sincere appreciation, fine. Become genuinely interested in other people, makes sense. You know, people want to talk about themselves, smile. Remember a person's name, be a good listener. I'm not a great listener. So, you know, that was, yeah. one, that, um, that was one that definitely struck me, be a good listener. But do you know what I find interesting about the be a good listener is obviously people press the whole time. You know, if you want to be a good conversationist, you have to be a good listener. But th- there's, tr- there's surely got to be a, big, a, good, a balance because if I just sat here the whole time and went, mm-hmm, 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 and didn't say anything to you, 
Like yeah. the com- the conversation's surely not going to be that great. So yeah. it talks about good listening a lot. Do you get me? Yeah, I get you. So, um, and this is what surprises me because, you know, you, you probably feel the same as me. We like to tell a good story. We like to, we, we, we like to entertain when it comes to a group of friends. And so there already need, there always needs to be someone who wants to talk because if there are two people who are doing this good listener thing, then you've got two people going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah. then I, I've got friends as well. So I've got a friend of mine that you, you've met, the sloth, um, from yeah. my party. He's a really nice guy. Yeah. I like he does it. He, he, you'd get to the end of a conversation with him and you'd be like, holy crap, you haven't said a word. You've just sat there and gone, mm, okay. <laughs> You've, and, and you've realized that you've been talking for an hour and you're like, holy crap. And this is why people like him because they're just talking about themselves. And it was when I read that chapter in that book, I was like, holy crap, that's his secret. This is why, this is why people love him so much. Um, yeah. But of course he does it naturally, but I get what yeah. you mean. Like um, if you're, if you're having a conversation with friends and stuff then i obviously i think the roles need to switch a bit as well to keep it exciting mm, um yeah because i don't want to sure. just keep talking all the time like uh, as well like I, I like to have a listen i like someone to tell me a story and then i like to tell a bit of story of my own but of yeah. course if you're trying to influence someone and get something from that like you're talking to a ceo that you really want some funding from then make, this is probably um like a great starting point but when they get like become your friend as well but, yeah. um, yeah, I found that the, um, I don't think I'm that good of a, a listener. I try really hard, but I'm not good with names. Um, so that's one that, um, like remembering names as well is something that I need to practice a lot as well. But I think it all comes down to that one of that, um, the first part of that chapter, which is to be genuinely interested yes. and that helps with the listening as yeah. well. So I think, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Getting that one down is, um. A pretty essential skill i feel because I, I think you can actually tell as well like when somebody's listening or not because i can have conversations with people i know certain people that you can tell they're not listening and they're just thinking about what they're going to say next and their response yes. that you, you you come across that their response is like kind of in the same conversation of what you're having but it's just them talking about themselves again or them talking about like something similar to that conversation that doesn't really link with what you've said yeah, or it links to something that you said like a lot earlier. So like you've said something, you've, you've been talking for like, say two, three minutes, maybe yeah. not that long, but then they've kind of glazed over, their eyes have glazed over and then they respond to like the second sentence that you said and you're like, ah, so you heard that sentence and you've been thinking about what you wanted to say for the last two minutes and haven't listened to a single word. So yeah, yeah I totally yeah, get yeah, that. Yeah. So, so you can tell, I think you can tell if somebody's like, when it's like being a good listener doesn't necessarily mean shut up and listen all the time. But what it means is, is when it's your turn to listen, actually listen and don't think about what you're going to say next. Mm. Um, and if you are, gen- it, it, it all kind of interlinks because like you were saying, if you are genuinely interested in other people, like you and you take interest in their hobbies or their likes, they will get talking about that because it's something they like. And then you can just feed off that and listen into it. Um, so yeah, I think all of that kind of makes sense. The the argument thing is is quite cool. So there's a section on like how to avoid making enemies and becoming a good leader. And uh, principle number one: the only way to win an argument is avoid it. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think I think that's solid advice. 
you know, like if you, and it is true because it goes on to say, like, if you tell some, if you go and tell somebody they're wrong, do you make them agree with you? Probably not. You just get their back up, you know, more than actually them saying, oh yeah, shit, I'm wrong. Um, yeah. Which I, thought, which I actually thought is a really interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, fa- I found that, you know, people exactly like that, they're, um, the, the reason why there's an argument is because they believe something. And when you get to the stage of arguing, you're no, they're no longer trying to learn. When you're like in arguing mode, you have, yeah. you've picked up your weapons and you're ready to go at it. So it's, it's yeah. not, you're not going to suddenly go, oh, hold on a minute. You're right. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because I know that I tried to do that. So if I am in an argument, I'm like, try to, there's a reason why you're arguing. It's because you disagree on something. So try and do it. But yeah, it's difficult. You're arguing, you know? Yeah, yeah it is difficult because like, there's a piece to be said that, right. Say you're genuinely right. Excuse me. Say you're genuinely right. And the other person is wrong. And it's something that maybe, I don't know, they could put them in danger, say, right. They're, they're, they've got something in their head, their mindset. And they're like, right, I'm going to do this. You know, that's not the right thing to do uh, because you're going to put yourself in danger. And they start an argument. You don't just want to avoid that. And they're, they're like, yeah, I'm going to jump off the cliff. And you're like, ah, probably not a good idea. And they're like, no, no, I'm going to do it. And you think, ah, well, Dale Carnegie said, first thing about, you know, winning an argument is to avoid it. And then they just like do one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Get him fucking Dale Carnegie. I'm going to sue him. But like, yeah, like everything, there's always a balance. It's like the listening thing as well. But I think like what you can take from it is, yeah, maybe avoid the argument. But mm. I think if you can diffuse it and try and bring it back, don't let the emotion come in and don't let yourself like, right, rip your shirt off and say, come on in, let's have it. Let's just kind of take a step back, take a breath. And yeah, because you know, that's how you win different kinds of friends, ripping your shirt off and saying, let's have it. That's, that's not, not the friends that we're talking about here at the moment. So. What friends do you win from doing that? Um, well, I'll tell you once the Tinder marketing has gone really, really well. Ah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, but, but the whole point, I think, of, um, it, again, it comes back to listening. Uh, he does talk somewhere in the book about, like, when you are in an argument, the best thing that you can do is let them talk themselves out. So, again, just yeah. genuine, genuinely listen to that person let them, because as you say, they believe they're right. You believe you're right. You're going to want your voice to be heard. They're going to want their voice to be heard. So take that Mm. step back and let them just kind of like release what they've got to release and listen and take that in. And then I guess try and figure out, can you kind of counter that or can you give any advice without being offensive and without, without belittling them and just saying, no, you're stupid. You're a moron. Like, yeah, because because I know how that feels. (laughs) maybe just a little bit but it's interesting with the argument stuff like getting them getting the person to talk themselves out of it is something like i don't want to tangent too much but there's a guy called chris voss who was the head negotiator at the cia i think it was right and um he 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 does these he's done some ted talks on negotiation and one of the things he says is uh when you're uh when someone's like in this arguing or they're they're you're trying to negotiate with someone um of course a negotiation an argument is a type of negotiation, probably a negotiation that's got heated. Um, mm-hmm. He says, you know, just draw attention to what they're saying. And what you can end up doing is you can end up picking apart their argument. Um, but you're not picking it apart. They end up picking it apart themselves by just 
asking leading questions and, uh, you, you know, saying stuff like, um, bring attention to their emotions and stuff. So if someone's getting angry and the first thing that you say is you go something like, okay, it sounds like you're really angry about this. Um, mm. that and is the first step to like dis- dis- diffusing the situation because they yeah. become conscious that it's, it's emotional and they kind of go, yeah, I am angry. And, uh, um, it, what can you say past that? And by you make them admit it, which is yeah. quite interesting with this whole arguing uh, kind of thing. But there's yeah. the book. It's uh, how to win friends and influence people. Isn't necessarily just all, all about arguing. But this is no. we could talk oh, in it's, this it's much detail about part. any part of that book as well. I mean, so. to to go carry on on your point, like Dale Carnegie um, also says with with what you've just said there about um, bringing the person's attention to the fact that they're angry. Like the the other little uh, tidbit, which I thought was quite cool, that he talks about in the book, is sympathise with that and say, "Look, you seem really angry, and you know what? If I was in your position, I'd I'd feel the same way." And mm. like by giving them that sympathy of saying, "Look, you're obviously angry, and I understand that." kind of is already you agreeing, you're justifying why they feel like they are. So that, why they're feeling that way. So if you can justify to them, okay, I get why you're feeling like this. Mm. That makes them think in their heads, okay, it's valid that I feel like this. Because if you say exactly. you're an idiot, ch- change your mindset. They're like, no, I'm not an idiot. You can fuck off. But if you say, look, I get it. You're angry. And I understand why they're thinking, okay, so it's okay to feel like I am. And the other person doesn't think that, you know, I'm a dick and they would feel the same. So, you know, everyone's in the same boat here and that's what you want. You want everybody on the same side. So I think that's really powerful. You know, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. Um, we're just waiting for the next time I get into an argument and somebody says it's me. I'm like, oh, you've listened to the podcast. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're feeling angry, Luke, and I'd feel the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're playing. You know what, Luke? I'd fi- I'd totally feel the same if I admitted that on a That's podcast that. and someone argued. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like we're screwing ourselves over here because people are just going to use all this shit against us if we. Yeah, this is the only. This is well. I was um, I was saying to someone that I really don't like it that uh, in in universities and schools they're starting to teach these interpersonal skills and because I'm going, no, they're the only thing I have when when people. <laughs> When people start learning that, they've got all of their expert knowledge and people skills, then what are they going to do with me who's got no expert knowledge and only people skills? You know, yeah, don't teach yeah, them yeah, anything. Yeah. This is my USP. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that, that's also a great tie to the book as well, because he says in the book that like actually sometimes in life, it's not the industry experts that go the, fur- like the furthest. It's the people that can manage and communicate and get people on side, you know, that are, that, yeah. that are able to lead, um, that are, are able to kind of climb the, the corporate ladder, um, mm. which, which, which I think is a, like a valid point. Like you said there, you, you can be the biggest brain in the room, but if you can't talk and communicate to somebody and explain your ideas or, you know, build people up or bring people along with you, I feel like you've only got so much to offer. Yeah. And it's not just you becoming like, um, you know, being able to become a manager of people or being able to lead people, but this is also being able to convince your boss or your manager that you deserve an, uh, a promotion or something like that. You deserve a pay rise and stuff like that. This isn't necessarily about building you into the biggest people person, mm. but throughout life, you're going to want um, good colleagues that, you know, when things go wrong, uh, you can fall back on people who can support you and 
you know, everyone can benefit from stuff like that. So, and this goes into, this gives you the principles, the founding principles for just um, being able to do that, which I think is awesome, which is why it's one of my favorite books. Um, and from the sounds of it, it sounds like you like this book a lot as well. So, yeah, I do. And and I can, another big thing, I'm going to take, there's got a couple of points that I've not got to that, like, um, that are going to probably leave a bit of a mark on me. And the, the other is to see things from the other person's point of view, because I can be so like, and I know it, I know it's a fault of mine. Like I, I can get my mind set on something and I'm like very off with that idea then. And if somebody doesn't see my way, I'm like, no, oh, that, well, I don't get why you're like that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? I'm just very like, char- I just charge through like a bull in a china shop and I'm just like, ah, da, 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 no, 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 carry on with life. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I'm like that, right? I'm yeah. just like, this is like my mindset and how I, and, and I don't stop to think and I'm now going to, well, yeah, I say this, but it might, might be short lived. I'm now going to like try and actually sit there and think, okay, um, why, why are they like this? Like what, what is going on in their head and how are they, why have they just ripped my f- favorite album to pieces? You know, those kind of situations that'll be, yeah. yeah. I thought I handled that quite well last week. Actually, I listened back. You to did. I was so, <laughs> I was worried. Like I, I wasn't going to censor what I was going to say, but yeah, I was like, Oh Luke, I, d- I don't want to hurt your, uh, your little feelings and stuff like that. You know, cause you had been getting quite uh, profound and emotional on the podcast and I didn't want you to go away again. <laughs> so, uh, it's one of these things, mate, you know, but the one, the thing with me is like, I prefer honesty, you know, I, I way prefer, oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Like if you'd have said, if you'd have said to me, Oh, do you know what? It's a great album. And I think it's wicked. And, and you, like, you're not feeling that in your heart. I'd, I'd have less respect for you. Like I need you to be like, look, this is my honest opinion. And you know what? It doesn't, it doesn't sit with what I think, but that's fine. Like we're not going to agree on everything. And maybe this podcast will be the demise of our friendship. Maybe we'll figure out across a <laughs> hundred episodes that we're actually not like each other at all. Yeah. Uh, 30 episodes uh, in, we're like, mm, maybe we should just lie to each other a little bit. Cause uh, <laughs> that would make things a bit better. Um, especially cause that one time when I told you I loved your favorite album and then we went on that really long drive and you put that album on repeat and I had to sit there for six hours. Yeah. Couldn't handle it. No. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I know. I know, mate. But like it as I say, it 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 did hurt a little bit. I mm. thought I handled I thought I handled it well. I could have thrown my toys out of the pram. I didn't. Um I'm just gonna bag every album you give me now. No, I'm, I'm not That's fair. I'm not. That's <laughs> no, fair. I'm, not, I'm just not gonna that childish. I'm gonna I'm do instead I'm, instead of trying to get you to like our albums now, I'm just gonna recommend you a load of shit albums. So then like <laughs> you can bag on them, but you have to listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> But there was one um, kind of final point from the book that also um, I can't find it. And I so I can't remember what it, I must have written it down. I can't remember what it was word for word. But you, like talking about the honesty thing that we've just had there, there was a principle because I'm always like, I prioritize being honest, like over everything. Somebody asked me, I'm just like, yeah, the best thing is to be honest, even if it hurts their feelings, I'm going to be honest, right? Which isn't great because it's a, it's a toss up, isn't it? Do you want to be honest? honest with somebody and potentially hurt their feelings or do you want to lie and deceive somebody but potentially this has always been my, right so my mindset's always been do you want to be honest and hurt someone's feelings or do you want to be dishonest and lie um, but not hurt their feelings because to me i'm like you can't be dishonest and lie but the book talks somewhere i think i know which honest. part you're talking about yeah 
I, I yeah, do you know what? I can't like just scrolling through the notes here. I can I'm, I can only kind of remember, but it's it, it's like be honest, but do it in a nice way. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I think maybe maybe that's a little bit of a missing puzzle piece for me because I've always been like the most important thing is be honest, even if you hurt their feelings. So I say something and people are like, oh, that's really upset me, and I'm like, well, at least I'm honest. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's it's totally it's all about understanding where they're coming from as well. Um, so if you're giving someone honest your honest opinion on something, then, you know, humans are a lot more complex and they weren't maybe like that person wasn't actually after your opinion though. It was a part of a bigger issue that they're dealing with. And you've just gone, nah, I don't like your new haircut. So yeah, I totally get that. And yeah, there's a part of the book where, um, he was talking about someone being at a dinner party or himself being at a dinner party. And someone was like, thought they'd quoted Shakespeare and he knew now it's from the Bible. Or something yeah, like okay. that, and yeah, then he, yeah, yeah. he he kind of argued the toss, and it ended up ruining the evening. And his friend, who was an expert, was just like, "Oh, I think he's right." Yeah, and he was like, "Why yeah. the hell didn't you back me up? Because you know I yeah. was right." And he was like, "Yeah, but did you need to be right? Like, yeah. did you have yeah, to be? Because yeah, yeah. he yeah. just ruined, you know." Which is quite yeah, interesting yeah. as well. But yeah, Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People, big tick, big tick. I'm assuming that's going in the Travis Pepper Library then. Yeah, the moron seal of approval for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, we still need to figure. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I need mate, a sound bite for that. <laughs> well, I can do all the sound effects, me. Many tricks. Um, we we need to still figure out where we can post them and how we can post them. Because I mentioned I was speaking about the copyright pl- plagiarism thing. So um, yeah, I'll look at figuring out this week. I put it on my list of things to do. But yeah, also awesome. Carnegie tick. Let's go to Rockman. Rockman. One of my favorite mans, this guy. Oh, so you recommended to me uh, the documentary Free Solo. Mm-hmm. Um, so Free Solo. Uh, so for those of you that don't know, uh, free soloing is uh, in rock climbing when you climb um, without ropes or any kind of safety nets or anything like that. So it's um, very dangerous to, to say the 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 least. So usually when you climb, you have a rope attached to the top. Uh, that way, if you fall, you get uh, caught. But um, this guy called uh, oh, Alex. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Funny, that. Answered my question for me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so this, uh, this documentary stars a guy called Alex Honnold. And so what he does is he scales a mountain called uh, El Capitan in Yosemite Valley. Uh, and he is the first it's a person. Face, isn't it? It's a face rather than a mountain. Rock face. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a it's a rock face. It's a essentially a cliff. Yeah. Um, so if he got to the maybe Dale Carnegie uh, could have uh, argued with him and told him not to do it, but um, we know that yeah, doesn't maybe. work. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But, Avoid the arguments. <laughs> Step number one. <laughs> that's the thing about that's the thing about him because um, throughout the documentary you get to know a bit about his personality and he's the kind of guy where if he's going to do something, he's going to do something. Uh-huh. Um, and so a lot of the documentary is, is focusing on his personal life where um, he doesn't really understand why people don't get that he's doing it. Yeah. Um, and so what basically what he does is he prepares for a long time, uh, like looking at the route, seeing what he's going to do. And then he, he essentially climbs it on this one day. He starts early in the morning and finishes um, after, I think it was three hours or something like that, maybe That's a bit longer. Isn't it? Um, and to, to put this into perspective, 
when people first climbed this mountain, it took them weeks. So the, oh, this yeah. this phase. So they what they'd do is they'd take up um support sledges basically and they'd sleep mm-hmm. on these and they'd do each um each each part section by section each day. Mm. And so there was also a guy in this um documentary, a guy called Tommy Caldwell. Mm-hmm. Um so he so he's in the documentary as well and he is well known as the so basically he tracked most of the um the routes on El Capitan. Mm-hmm. So he he got to the point where he's like, I've done all the routes. I'm just going to go and find more and more and more. And he was the first person to scale uh, the Dawn Wall, which is the smoothest, I think it's one of the smoothest surfaces. It's the wall that gets hit by the sun the first time in the morning. And no one had ever scaled this, any routes on this. And so this is a documentary about him called The Dawn Wall, where he does that. Mm-hmm. And he, um, Alex goes to Tommy and says, um, you know, can we, do some routes can we can we do some planning for this and tommy at this point goes like he's done all of this stuff he lost a finger he lost his index finger and he still did all of this climbing he's he's amazing he's a monster and he's like i'd never do this without a rope though never do it and the reason why he decides to help basically tommy goes in with the mindset that if alex falls like he doesn't want alex to do it because there's a mm-hmm. chance that he'll fall and he'll die. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of said to himself that if he doesn't help and he falls and he dies, then he wouldn't be able to live with that. So he's going to help. Like, it's like, he'd always be thinking, you know, if I didn't help him, how would he yeah. do? Yeah, but of course. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing because um, I read in National Geographic that the reason why they were so fascinated with him as a character is because he had really, um, so Alex, he had, he had really big social anxiety. Uh-huh. And the reason why he started free soloing was basically because the fear of asking strangers to climb with him was far greater than the fear of falling. Mad. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, I mean, as a kid growing up, that must mm. have been such, so crazy, so difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But he's he's basically channeled it into being a superhuman. He's... I I can see why he wants to do it. And this is quite a f- thing that I, I realized with all these documentaries. They showed him on like um, news shows and they're going like, they're asking him questions. They're like, you do know you can fall. Why are you doing that? And I'm like yeah. going like, of course he knows he's going to fall. He's, yeah. he's not an adrenaline junkie uh, per se. Um, like he, he's aware of the risks, but he's got to do it. You know, and I can totally see why he wants to do it and why he's doing it. I'm not going to do it, <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's a brilliant character, and um, yeah, there's just diff- loads of different scenes, and it talks about um, he he's now in a relationship with um, this uh, really supportive lady. She's uh, she seems pretty awesome from the show, but yeah, she does. She comes across well. Yeah, she's. Absolutely, so supportive and really gets him, really understands him. And it's interesting seeing their relationship work because she's dating someone who could die at any moment just by slipping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. How do you do that? She does some climbing with him and he breaks his leg or his ankle or something, doesn't he? I mean, it's a while since I watched it. He got a really Um, bad sprain um, a few months before. Oh, that was a brilliant bit of the documentary. Uh, 
he gets a sprain of like months before it's going to happen or something like less than a year. Mm. And you see him being interviewed by the doctor, um, well, spoken to by the doctor and the doctor's going, um, yeah, so I'd, de- I'd rest for this long, rest for this long. And he's like, could I, if I've got the cast on it, can I do this? And they're like, yeah, you can, but we don't recommend it. And it cuts to a scene of him climbing like, on an yeah, indoor yeah, yeah. wall with a cast <laughs> on it. And you're like, Jesus Christ, what? <laughs> How he's are you doing obsessed. this? Yeah, so, he's just obsessed, isn't he? And hmm. uh, it's amazing to watch like his mind, like he's, he, uh, yeah, as I say, it's a while since I watched it. I should have watched it again, but he says something about kind of really resonated with me. It's like, I, it was something like I live to achieve, you know, I live to, to, for progress and I live to yeah, like move things forward and I'm not bothered about relationships and I'm not bothered about this other stuff. And I was like, wow, that's, that, that, that's powerful to me because like everybody just assumes like, you, you have to get married and have kids and do the, you know, the 2.4 kids and get a dog and a <laughs> yeah. nice semi-detached dog. Do you know what I mean? And, 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 and he was somebody that I watched and was like, I get that because I'm yeah. not bothered about that shit. And I understand that. Um, and that's, and, and, and I thought it was really interesting to see him as a character when it comes to rock climbing. I tried to climb something once fell off, broke both my arms. That's like, Oh my... yeah. I heard about that. <laughs> you That's it. my rock climbing career done. So, um, uh, I, 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 from having that experience when I was a kid, I was watching that and Jesus Christ, man, the hairs on my neck stood up. Like it, some of the camera angles and some of the shots. Can you imagine being a cameraman there? Um, can you imagine yeah. a cameraman being there and watching him? If he'd have actually fallen, you'd have been like, holy shit. Yeah, but they they show that because they got the the team, the camera team are rock climbers as well. So they kind of like they know the risks and they they have the uh, experience in order to shoot whilst on the wall. But you know that th- that was that one guy that I could really empathise with. That he's watching everything from the ground. Like he's got the really uh, the large telescopic camera and he's watching the whole thing. And he gets to this one point where they're like, "This is the hardest part on the wall," and he just can't watch. He just can't yeah. do it. Um, I know. And I, I read in uh, the articles about it as well that there was um, that point. You can see it in the documentary as well. But um, basically, he didn't want anyone there because having people around put this pressure. Yeah, okay. Um, and so he didn't want anybody around during this time because he needed to, well, not die. So he needed to succeed. And mm. he didn't want the pressure of falling uh, to get in the way of that. So what they did was they mounted this camera unmanned and they just left it recording for the entire day. Yeah. Um, cause they didn't want anybody near enough. And it's a brilliant bit where he, he does this, uh, the musical, like the karate kick and he just leans across and y- you see him slip on this thing so many times before and he makes it and he turns around and he gives a little cheeky smile to the camera. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the thing is like, they didn't know that he'd made it like at that point. Um, and they, well, they, they mainly didn't know if they got the shot cause they needed to get the camera down to check um so they got it when they got it down and went through the footage they're just going through like did he make it did he make it through this bit did we mm. get the shot did we get the shot and it's just him beaming at the ca- at camera because he did it so yeah 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 well they show so many clips where he's obviously on a rope trying to do that section and he keeps falling mm. you know but it shows you like the dedication because he didn't just go oh fuck it i'm gonna go and climb this thing like he's for years that was his aim that was his goal you know, he, he did repetition after repetition after repetition. He knew that route inside and out. Yeah. 
it's like choreography. That's what they say. It's like they need every single move was choreographed over three hours on a wall. Jeez. I know, mate. Well, do you know what makes me smile is like you've just spoken about this really passionately. And when I first suggested it on the last episode or episode two, whatever it was, you're like, ha, everyone says to rock climbers, have you seen free solo? Do you now see why everybody says it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to- I totally get it. Um, so, yeah, this is definitely going in the Travis Pepper movie library um, movie for library. one. Um, for sure. But I. I don't know. Maybe maybe in the later episode, um, I'll get you to watch uh, the Dawn Wall. Uh, so essentially, the prequel uh, to this, um, yeah. which um, which I think think is amazing as well. So yeah, I'll get you to watch that sometime in the future. Um, maybe even we could do that this week. I don't know if we want to do two episodes of rock climbing right next to each other, but um, I, I say break it up like I'm doing with the Foles albums. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah every falls album yeah like we'll get through them we'll get through them over the 100 episodes but maybe one every 10 i'll drop a falls album in there because otherwise it's going to get boring for people so obviously yeah we, i feel like we've come to our natural close a little bit which is nice like we've done the hour um oh hell, knocking things over uh so let's push back the black parade yeah to next um, week we've got We've got the Black Parade. We're mm-hmm. both reading um, the subtle art. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. Mm. So I was like, "How about we have movie week?" Oh, movie week! Oh, well, I've also got the Iron Cowboy. Um, oh shit! Of course you do. Um, so, but I didn't manage to get the documentary here in Germany. But what I'm doing is I'm also reading his book. So I'll see if I can get my hands on it as well. But we can do that. Um, but what are you doing? You've got my chem um, and you want a movie on top of that as well. Well, hang on, scrap that. Cause I think I want to do a movie week where we both give each other a movie and like we both have a movie and then we come back and just chat about films for a week. Um, yeah. Okay. Right. So we'll stick on target for next week. Um, do you want something else though before, or we've got three things to talk about next week. We've got three things to talk about. I've only got one thing to do, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. But like, let's, so in total, we've got Iron Cowboy, we've got My Chemical Romance, and we've got the subtle art of not giving a fuck, right? Well, I expect now that you've uh, really um, honed your wiki how album review technique, uh, I'm expecting really in depth about the album. So I think we've got plenty to talk about next week. So yeah, we've got awesome book to go and... I can do some more reading on the Iron Cowboy and we'll be all good to go next week. I am excited. Yeah, so there's there's no recommendations this week then, which is odd because we're supposed to recommend something every week, but that's fine. I think we've got, th- and, and because what I want to do is we could get ourselves caught up in a kind of feel where, oh, um, we, 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 we're never catching up and people don't know what's coming. So if we say, look, next week, it's going to be My Chemical Romance. Um, we've only done two this week, bear that in mind. We've got three things, but either My Chemical Romance, The Iron Cowboy, uh, or The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. And just to give you a little bit of insider information, um, I've got two pages worth of notes on My Chemical Romance. So you can sit down. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I, I listened to the album this week as well. And I was like, I wonder what he's going to say here. I wonder what you think about this. I wonder what the, ooh, this is so exciting. 
Um, if this mic wasn't in an arm, I'd have dropped it at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> so imaginary mic drop. Just, just quickly <laughs> slam it against the... De- no, please don't. Please don't. I, let's not do any more technical no, difficulties. No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm not going to slam anything. Um, but yes, yeah, so we've got all those things. We're going to get an update. Do you know what I think we should also do, if we can, get an update on Tinder marketing progress and maybe check in with Travis Cooker as well because I'm interested to hear if he's actually like making any progress. So like, okay, Travis cool. Cooker update... Tinder, Travis Tinder marketing update. Um, and then we've got loads of shit to talk about. I love this. I love doing this every week. I love you. And I'll see you next week. Oh, isn't he cute, people? <laughs> but you can still see why he's single. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. See you later. It's the Travis Pepper Show. Thanks for listening, guys. If you had as much fun listening as we did prattling about on record, then tune in next week where we'll do it all again. But between now and then, you can follow us on Instagram by searching Mentoring a Moron. So good luck trying to get that out of your search history.